You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's great assistance right here in Ramapi Chemish, Israel, 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Bechu Kosai. This week's Parsha is packed with basically a single message, and that message is that if we learn the Torah, if we keep the commandments, we go in Hashem's ways, we do what we're supposed to do, all will be well. All will be unbelievable. The most unbelievable blessings of serenity and peace will befall us. However, if we do not follow the ways of Hashem, if we do not make ourselves a light unto the nations, if we do not do what we're supposed to do, we don't learn the Torah, we don't do the mitzvahs, heaven forbid, so then a holocaust will occur. We will lose ourselves. Our, our bodies will be broken. Our souls will be broken. If we turn away from Hashem, if we start to believe that everything that happens in the world is by chance, then Hashem, heaven forbid, leaves us to chance. Now, the first statement of, the, of this week's parsha is, If you go in my statutes, and you keep my commandments. So Rashi points out, why does the Torah seem to reiterate the same thing? If you keep my statutes, and you do my mitzvos. What is the difference between chukos and mitzvos? So Rashi says, actually, when it says in it's not speaking about keeping the commandments per se. What it's actually talking about is learning the Torah. The way Rashi says it is shetiu amelim You have to completely give yourself over to understanding, to learning the Torah. A person has to put his whole essence into learning Torah, understanding Torah. That's what it means in If you put yourself all the way into the Torah, if everything, your life revolves around the Torah, then you're able to keep the mitzvos. So then everything will be wonderful. Everything will be unbelievable. Now I'd like to share with you a beautiful piece that I read in the Sefer Lev Eliyahu, which is of Elio Lapiana. I've quoted a few times from here some stories that he that he experienced himself either with the Chavetz Chaim or with Rabbi Hanan Wasserman, unbelievable stories. Now is not the time for those stories. But it's a beautiful piece, and he discusses a few different ideas that he got from the from the Alter Mikelm, the elder from Kelm, the city in Kelm, and from Yerbusel Salanter. Yerbusel Salanter was the founder of the Musser movement, the founder of the idea that a person should focus his efforts and his time on developing good character traits, overcoming his negative character traits, so we're in for a very important and beautiful piece. So he starts off with the following question. The question is, it says, If you shall go in my laws. How does that refer to the Torah? What is the word, If you shall go. Why does it, use, why does it choose that Lashon? So the altar of Kelm, he said a beautiful idea. And that is that imagine you came into a room and you see beautiful people there. They're sitting at the table. They're eating the most delectable meal. And everyone looks very happy and very they're, they're very much enjoying themselves. And as you see them start to turn to move, to go, you notice that they all have no legs. They have no legs. They can't even walk. Says the altar of Kelm, the elder of Kelm, he says as follows. He says, if a person learns the Torah, he delves into the Torah. And he's very involved in the Torah. And then when he walks out of the base measure, when he leaves the place of study, he leaves the synagogue. He leaves that place, that spiritual center. And he walks outside. And he loses it all. 
He is like that lame person. Everything looks good when he's sitting at the table, when he's sitting at this beautiful meal. But as soon as he leaves, he turns to leave. His legs are gone. He can't walk. The same thing happens when a person, if a person is unable to hold on to that spiritual attainments that he has inside of the base medicine, inside of the synagogue, inside of the study hall, if he's unable to hold on to it, it shows that there was a lack in his amelos, in the depth of devotion that he had for the Torah. Because if a person has tremendous devotion for the Torah, he really gives himself over completely to the Torah, gives himself over to the will of Hashem. So then even when he leaves the base medrash, even when he walks outside, he's not drawn after the things that draw coarser individuals, but rather the Torah protects him. The fact that he's been learning the Torah, he's given himself over to it, that protects him from the outside. And he's able to actually truly walk. He's able to actually truly go in the ways of the Torah and to keep the commandments properly. This is why the Torah, when it says it wants to refer to Amelos, being totally involved in the Torah, has it said in Bechuko Saitelechu? If you go in the ways of the Torah, because the only way to go in the way of the Torah is by totally devoting oneself and giving oneself over to learning the Torah. This is why it says in Kedushan and the Gemara, it says, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hashem says, Barasi Yitzhar, I created the evil inclination. Barasi Torah Tavlin, I created the Torah as an antidote for this Yitzhar, for this evil inclination. The only way to properly take that antidote is by making sure that it's completely consumed. Same thing with the Torah. The only way that it can be the antidote for the Yitzhar, for the evil inclination, is by completely dedicating oneself to the Torah. Rav Eli Lapian quotes the Altar of Kelm, who continued to quote from Yerbisar Salanter, the great leader of the Muslim movement. And he explained this idea of Chazal, this statement of the sages in Kedushan, as follows. We know that the Torah is considered an antidote for the evil inclination. Now we know that there are all kinds of different medicines in the world. There are some medicines, there are some ways of curing people that are rather clear-cut, we can understand exactly what's happening, how the refuah, how this cure is taking place. However, there are other, more unusual ways of curing, call them the Chinese medicine type of curing, or there, there are all kinds of, they call them, the way he refers to it as skula. There's things that you can do that on the surface seem quite bizarre, but nevertheless, they actually work and they've been tried and tested. For example, there's a thing in, in Yerushalayim, in Jerusalem, that if a woman, if, she, if her baby is breech, the baby's coming out the wrong direction and she's about to, she's in labor, she's ready to give birth. So they go to a certain place outside of Jerusalem and the husband drinks from there, there's some kind of spring there and she, he drinks from it and then she drinks from it and then they spit over each other's backs and somehow every single time and it really works, the baby, they come back to the hospital and the baby is no longer breech. Unbelievable thing. How it works, no one can explain it. What is going on, no one can understand. It's called a segula. It's something that somehow it's tried and tested and it does work. Now the interesting question he poses is, when the Gemara says that the Torah is an antidote, it's the cure for the Yitzhar, for the evil inclination, what kind of cure is it? Is it a magical cure? Is it this kind of unusual, unbelievable cure that somehow has the ability to save a person from all kinds of different problems, magically, so to speak? Or is the Torah something that we can understand and define somehow in the Torah there's something that directly causes uh, change in the person has the ability to protect him directly from the Yitzhahara, from the evil inclination so he explains that indeed in fact there are two different ways that the Torah cures a person of his evil inclination, of the issues that he faces of the difficulties, the desires that he faces 
He says that on one hand, a person can learn anything in the entire Torah and can have nothing to do with, with the issue that he's facing. A person can learn about Shor Shanagach, one ox is goring another ox. He can learn about the halachos, the laws of brachos, of blessings. He can learn about the laws of tefillin. It doesn't matter what. Somehow, that has the ability to protect him from his Yitzhar, from his evil inclination. But that has an aspect of this magical type aspect. But on the other hand, a person also has the ability to learn something that clearly we understand why and how it affects him and how it changes him. For example, there are all kinds of mamari chazal, all kinds of statements of our sages explaining how a person can overcome his Yitzhar, how he can overcome his evil inclination, how he can work on his bad mitos, on his bad character traits. And it's, it will say in Chazal, our sages will say, that, that the midah, the trait of gaiva, of pride, is very bad. And it's something destructive, and Hashem is very upset at anyone who's prideful. So that can bring a person, when a person reads that and learns that, he, he understands that he should, he should change that. Or if a person is a balkas, he gets angry very much, or he's very boastful, all these different things. So if you learn the Musr, you learn the Torah that speaks about how evil these things are and the bad effects that it has on a person, and how important it is to love our fellow and not to get angry at someone else. So the study of that kind of Torah has the ability to change a person and to affect a person and help him overcome his evil inclination. Clearly this is more of a natural remedy, more of a clear-cut remedy, and we understand how the Torah has the ability to do that. With this idea, he explains a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara is in Baba Basra, and it says that Eov, Job, who underwent the most difficult Yesur and the most difficult tribulations, so he says, you Hashem, you created an ox with split hooves, you created a mule without split hooves, you created the righteous people, you created the evil people. So what was he saying with that statement? He was saying that people, the way Hashem created each person is how he is. If a person is righteous, or if a person is not righteous, if he's evil, it's the way Hashem created them. A person's nature, Eov was, was saying, it would seem that a person's nature is imbued in him from birth, and he wouldn't seem to have the ability to change that, just like an ox can't change the fact that he has split hooves, and a mule can't change the fact that he doesn't have split hooves. So to a person, heaven forbid, it's not true, but this is what he was saying, that a, so to a person doesn't have the ability to change his evil ways, doesn't have the, change, the ability to change the fact that he's righteous. He's naturally that way, that's the way Hashem made him. And with this statement, basically he was saying that there could be no din, there can be no judgment on people because they are how they are, and there's no changing that. To which his friends responded, that's not true. They said, if you say that, then you've destroyed any kind of yira. You've, you've destroyed the concept of fear of Hashem. You've destroyed the concept of free choice. This works very well with what we said, because Hashem created the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, and He created the Torah as its antidote. And that means when a person properly learns Musar ethical teachings, he finds out that he can indeed change, and that his nature, although it's difficult perhaps, but, and though his nature it says, I have these desires, and I, and I get angry, and when something doesn't go my way, I get upset, and I'm a Balgaiva, I'm full of pride, and I know how it should be. Nevertheless, the Torah teaches us that even though you may be born with that nature, you can change your nature. That's an unbelievable thing. A few months ago, I was speaking to a very chash of a rav, his name is Rav Lublin. He's a Rav right here in Ramapit Shemesh. And he was telling me how he gave a shear. And he was astounded by the fact that he mentioned in the shear that a person is not bound by his nature. A person is not bound by his surroundings. A person is not bound by all that created what he is today. 
But a person has the ability to change that. A person has the ability to change himself, to become a new person, to change his character traits. And some of the people in these were religious people, orthodox, black and white people. And they said they couldn't, they were astounded because we live in a society, the Western society around us will have us believe, and this is what's going on in the courts everywhere, that if a person behaves like an animal and he kills someone or he robs someone or he beats someone else up, and that person was someone who grew up in a very difficult situation, his parents beat him, and all kinds of difficult things happened in his life that caused him to be this way. So Western society teaches it's not his fault. This is how he's born. But that's not what the Torah teaches us. The Torah teaches us that a person doesn't matter what his reality was like until the moment that he's existing in now. A person has the ability to change. I can personally attest to the fact that a person has the ability to change. A person who's depressed, a person who's sad, he thinks that he has uh, some kind of chemical imbalance and he needs to take Prozac. I can personally attest to the fact that, that a person can become undepressed. A person can become happier without taking Prozac. The Torah teaches us that there are ways to become more aware. The more we connect to Hashem, the more we realize that Hashem is involved in our lives. The less depressed we become, the more we realize that we can change. We don't have to be so prideful. We don't have to believe that we're the center of the world. We can lower our expectations. We can lower our ego. And when we do that, when we begin to do that, when we learn Musar when we learn ethical teachings that show us the way and the mila, the unbelievable greatness of becoming a greater person, of raising our expectations of ourselves, raising our awareness of our ability to change, when we do that, so we're tapping into something greater. We're tapping into Hashem. And a person, of course, has to constantly pray. He has to be constantly asking Hashem, Hashem, please help me be modest. Hashem, please help me be humble. Hashem, please help me not get angry at my family. Hashem, please help me that I shouldn't be sad. Hashem, please help me focus. Please help me feel love. Please help me know that you care about me. A person has to pray constantly, always asking Hashem, when am I going to become a greater person? How can I become a greater person? Please show me the light. Show me your Torah. Help me understand your Torah. Open my heart. Let me learn your Torah. When a person asks and a person seeks, a person will find. A person has to know. Everyone has to know. We have to know that we can indeed change. Thanks for listening. Have a very good Shabbos.